1: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering. Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Kreisman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me for this one is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. It's
0: Drew Goodman. All right. What's happening, Drew? How are you, man? Doing well, doing well. Uh,
1: one of the few times all year that I am relieved to say that w- I was not on the road covering the Colorado Rockies and stuck. In what looks like not a fun time in Atlanta, like once you get to the, you know, we we get the best of it too. It's not like we're out there. One, once we're covering games up in the press box, or you know, you guys are in the booth, but woof, <laughs> that was uh,
0: that was a long one the other night. That was yeah. a long one and amid raindrops. And you know, usually when we're down in Atlanta, and obviously we're not traveling uh, this year. Virtually no one is in baseball, but. Um, normally when you're in those Midwestern or Southeastern cities, you go back after the game, you know, like to have a cold one. And then you got a shower again because it's, you know, so hot and muggy and sticky. And right. uh, But uh, last night was that field. It's funny. I was thinking, as you know, I coach high school baseball and I'm like, we wouldn't have played on that field. That field was like unplayable the last half of the game and virtually and you know, today was the reason the game was postponed because not not that the rain was heavy. It really wasn't. They could have, it was the same thing as yesterday. They could have played through that. It's just the field was not playable. The dirt in the infield was not playable.
1: I mean, I'd never seen it like that. And, and obviously, you know, it was well explained by uh, <laughs> everyone involved that, you know, They're trying to get it in and and they, you know, they don't want to have to make an extra road trip out of it, but I've never seen it quite like that. Got a hero among us, DNVR All-Star NY2NJ saying, I was in that rain, went to both games, it was a good one, hella soaked yesterday. Did you stay for a, you went, wow, I mean, that's, that's hardcore.
0: That is hardcore in, in some of the shots we showed late in the game there was a family of Rockies fans did you see that one see, the plan. game was four hours and sixteen minutes and the, you know there were two younger kids and um, I don't know if they were on vacation or if they lived in the Atlanta area and they're Rockies fans but either way I can't imagine those kids going to school uh the very next morning um, but uh listen man they're they're uh, they're having a good they're having a good road trip and it had to be bad going back to the ink uh, the the field conditions it had to be really bad uh, for them to wait a couple hours today and then bang it because they there's no mutual date so basically the Rockies are only playing 161 games the only way that game's getting played is if Philadelphia is in a dead heat with Atlanta right. after that Sunday and then the Rockies would have to fly down to Atlanta and play one game against the uh, against the Braves. I mean, yeah,
1: it's gonna be one of those weird ones we're gonna have to look back on and <laughs> explain uh how this happened. Yeah, didn't get home till two AM, work at eight. Lovely. That's uh <laughs> yeah, but as you mentioned, wins for the Rockies. And if it if it's not made up then I was actually gonna do this anyway. I'm calling it a, a, a sweep or a series, a road series sweep for the Rockies this year sure it's just two games but technically and 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 legitimately the the back-to-back road series wins against contending teams and and you guys talked about it on the broadcast you talked about it uh with Garrett Hampson on your recent episode of the Drew Goodman podcast about the way uh, the team has been playing better and and him saying yeah we you know we do revel in the fact that we're playing some good teams and and we're we're getting the better of them and you know these were close games against an Atlanta team that yeah they've got a little bit of a cushion but they're not mailing anything in at this point the Rockies went out there and got them uh, even in the mess it's it's been incredible to see the turnaround considering they were on pace for some historically bad road win totals early in the year
0: yeah i'm big on on measuring progress in wins and they're they're winning games it's not hey we're playing guys tough i mean that was kind of you know, some of what you heard a little bit earlier in the year, we're in games, we're in game. Well, you know, it's baseball. I mean, typically you're not going to get beat 37 to nothing in baseball, right? Right. Um, and, and now they're winning games, and they're winning games away from home, and they're winning games against contending teams. Uh, you know, they, they won two of three at Dodger Stadium last time they were out there. Uh, the aforementioned uh, series uh, on this trip that, uh, that you were. Um, making mention of so yeah they're playing better there's no denying that i think over the last 90 something I had it written down today drew forgive me uh for forgetting it but uh, it, over the last 90 95 games the Rockies I think are four five six games over 500 somewhere in that neighborhood not you know not not yeah, a huge amount but they're they're over 500 yeah and, and that's a large body of work. Again, that's not, Hey, they had a good two week period and they went nine and five, Um, you know, that, that sort of thing.
1: Right. Um, I've been kind of keeping it up since I think May 18th or May 28th. I'd have to look at it again. It was basically the date that they turned it around. They had a 15 and 29 start to the season. And that's where most of the being under 500 comes from. Since then, they've been an over 500 ball club.
0: Since well, the- yeah, the, the, it's four games over then because they're yep. ten games under right now. Yeah,
1: right. so yeah, they're four games over. And I saw a stat today that I think since that day, uh, the Rockies are four games over 500. The Padres are five games under. And like I was, I was all on. board. I was excited about that team too. But I'm always a little bit. Leary, whenever a team is declared kind of a dynasty before they've even played a little bit. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see where it goes with that one. I know they've caught some bad health luck, but uh, it's just another reminder that until you start playing the baseball games, a lot of times we really don't know. We thought that was, the Giants are doing what we thought the Padres were going to be
0: doing. I'm going to go Shakespearean on you for a moment. Be uh, Beware the Ides of March, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, beware of those teams that win the winter months, right? Yeah. And the Padre, Padres won the off season with the moves they made. The Mets were a team that did well, right, in the off season. The Mets, you know, are close to dead in the water, and the Padres are biting, fighting, and scratching. And as the season ended today; they'd be on the outside looking in. And their goal was to win the division. They're so far away from San Francisco and L.A., uh, you know, they, they have to catch a, a long plane flight to get in the same area code. Right.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. Well, well, offseason champs, six consecutive years. And, and trade deadline champions are another one that, you know, the, the, the big winners At the trade deadline and it's like now it's a little bit different this year because i do think and i said at the time that i thought the big winners there's all this stuff i was like the big winners at the trade deadline were the dodgers it was the freaking dodgers again it's always the freaking dodgers they were already the best team in baseball and then they added an mvp candidate and a cy young candidate (laughs) And and now they're probably going to win the world series and i'm very frustrated by it but still you know, a lot was made about uh, you know these other teams and and all the stuff that was made, and it's still everyone's still chasing the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know what I, I want to say so, uh, something you know, or just kind of react to one of the things you, you said a moment ago, Drew. I'm I personally, I, and I get your frustration, and and a lot of fans out here and, and everywhere their frustration with the Dodgers. They have deep pockets, but in, in this particular instance, they utilized their draft and, and um, minor league capital to get that deal done it wasn't like oh, okay they just outspend everybody spend everybody and that's how they were able to acquire you know the future hall of famer scherzer and one of the game's great players right now trey turner they just had a, a greater package more alluring package that they were willing to part with than any other contending team, and the next contending team for their services uh, were the Padres, right? And and Mike Rizzo could give a shit about you, whether where he's trading them uh, once he made the decision yeah. that he wanted to, you know, he, he wants to maximize what he gets back. He's he's worried about taking care of the Nationals, and obviously, yeah. you know, getting Ruiz back, the cat, the young catcher, is one of the top prospects in baseball, um, and and a, and a really good arm. Uh, was more alluring than whatever the Padres were offering. But that had nothing to do with money. I get the frustration right. it has to do with
1: yeah, Well, money. right. And it's just, yeah, continuing to look over and go, man, those guys don't miss, especially, you know, as of late and under, under their new
0: ownership. But, yeah,
1: it, it's it's hard to hate them just for being that good. Well, it's not that hard, actually, come to think of it. But, no, uh, I'm 100% agree. But, you know, it's uh, again, we look at back on, you know, the, the Rockies – Um, and this is part of it so we we get into the the reasons they've been better and you've got FNL Aviator here in the comments talking about hope for next season have the pitching the pitching has really proved themselves the starting pitching of course you're talking about here Joe emerging so along with a better pen starting to feel a lot better and we weren't getting these kinds of comments earlier in the season where it really did feel like you know the sky was falling for a lot of people so I think you know and Patrick and I talked about this too the kind of you know, he he was saying, is they're the best of both worlds for maybe the Rockies have one tough season, they get a, a great draft pick or whatever, and they roll around next season. I was going, probably not, because if they get better, if the players who need to get better, Brandon Rogers, Ryan Maltapia, Ryan McMahon cementing themselves, so a lot of guys out in that bullpen. If they get better, Rockies are gonna win more baseball games. And I, I feel like that's exactly What we're witnessing right now, Elias Diaz, probably the biggest example of someone who got better, you know, as the course of the season has gone. Garrett Hampson, who you had on your show recently. And it's because of the work of these guys that the Rockies are suddenly capable on the road. And that's why people are going, oh, maybe there is a core here to build upon for the future.
0: Yeah. And they've won one uh, one run games. Right. And one run games are fickle. I think a greater way to evaluate a team's um, i don't want to say greatness but you know depth and, and truly how good they are is how often are they winning you know four plus run games that's one of the the thoughts out there and in, in uh among you know the baseball cognitive you know uh the, the baseball, uh, the, the the folks that crunch numbers, if you will, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, but anyhow, uh, you know, the Rockies win some one run games. I mean, one of the reasons is, you know, their bullpen has gotten better to your point, Drew. Tyler Kinley's a lot better than he was. Yeah. Uh, we've watched Lucas Gilbreth become a guy that's, yeah. that's kind of being trusted on the plus side now. And he was, you know, he was in a ball a year ago. He's one of the better stories with the Rockies. I think it's, 13 or 14 uh, straight appearances without allowing a run. Uh, Kinley's allowed just three runs over his last 17 innings. Uh, I think with 24 strikeouts in those 17 innings, those two guys have really pitched better from where Carlos Estevez was. And I know it, it, it's, it's sometimes it's a roller coaster ride as so many ninth inning guys are. Sure, But from where Carlos was in spring training and, and in April, he's made vast improvements. So, You know, they're they're definitely um, signs, um, you know, when you talk about that wagon of guys that that have improved a lot, number one, and we talk about this with Garrett Hampson, is Elias Diaz. I I was looking today, Drew, and and again, you're always, um, you you know, looking back and and seeing where guys were and and how they've evolved. Uh, But he was, I want to say, I had the note written earlier, toward the end of May, it may it may have been at the very end of May, he was slugging, slugging below two hundred. Yeah, and now look a, where he is. Uh,
1: he had an OPS of three twenty three at its at its lowest, about a month and a half, almost two months into the season, and he hit his first home run. I wrote an article about this. He, he hit his first home run uh, on a night in in New York against the Mets. There's like a one for four performance. And then the next night he went 0 for and nobody thought, oh man, he's turned it around or anything, but he had that. You look at since that one home run, what he has done. And since that date, his OPS has been over 800. Now total, I, I think it's where, where is he at? On the 766. But since he's hit that home run, he's been steadily over an 800 OPS guy and his OPS was three twenty three on that day entering that day? I don't believe I've ever seen a more extreme turnaround in season from a Colorado rockies
0: player and, and a believable one, drew, not again, a small sample size where okay, a guy was doing poorly and he had a good couple of weeks, and we're not sure who he is, really. Is he you know somewhere between those two guys or in in the case of Elias and in talking to coaches, talking to buddy. This is believable that that this is going to stick. Um, and we'll see over a full season when he's the number one. You know, hopefully, I know the Rockies obviously want to keep him uh, based on what he's done. You know, is he uh, is in a full season? Is he really a 15, 18 homer guy, which is fine um, with the defense he's playing? Or is he actually, you know, has a chance to be a 25 home run catcher? And we're talking about him as one of the you know, top offensive catchers in baseball. Right. I'm, I'm I don't know. I, I think he can really be an impactful guy. And I know for so many years it it was like do you remember the old Raycom games in football where it's like uh due to time constraints you right. move to uh later action in the football game, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, for a lot of years, Drew, uh, there were times the bottom of the order you wanted to say – you wanted that loud yeah. <laughs> voice to come on the speaker and say, uh, due to the inability of the next three hitters to likely get a hit, we're going to move to later action for the Rockies, right? Yeah. And now if you have a guy like Diaz, even I'll throw Ryan McMahon in there, and that's not to – that's not to, you know, really to take a shot at Ryan. It, it's more to – look at the Rockies and say if they can make a couple of key acquisitions in the outfield most notably and and you have a dh if you have guys like mcmahon hitting seventh someday sixth maybe diaz hitting seventh even eighth that's pretty deep lineup
1: yeah yeah all of a sudden it's amazing you're right they've got to make those acquisitions still but right yeah i think yeah diaz the guy i went back and was looking through some numbers the only thing i could think of that compared to it was that season i don't have it right in front of me i think it was 14 where carlos gonzalez and it's not directly comparable because cargo got off to a fine start he just wasn't hitting a ton of home runs but he was hitting like 260 and a bunch of doubles for the first month or two of the season and he was sitting on you know where i'm going with this you remember (laughs) And and he had like eight home runs entering late may and he ended the season with over 40. <laughs> yeah. he, he went absolutely insane. But again, Elias Diaz was arguably, and not to, look, it's in the past now. Hopefully he's, you know, time plus tragedy equals comedy. We'll see how far away from it he is. He was arguably the worst hitter in baseball for the first two months of the season, Elias Diaz. And Cargo wasn't that. You know, he was still, it's just the way he broke out was so extreme. But to go from one of the worst hitters in, in the game to, as you accurately put it, one of the better hitting catchers in the game. Absolutely remarkable.
0: Yeah. And his defense, his energy has been great. Uh, he had a throw the other day. We're going to show this on the air. Oh, yeah. Again, on, on Friday. We're going to show it today. When he threw out um, it um was, uh, it was the Albies, time. yeah, for his third time this year that Albies has been thrown out, that pop time, and we timed it, me, me and – Jeff Houston timed it six different times individually. And we agreed that the median of what we timed glove to glove was 178. That's in game. That is ridiculous. Yeah. The average pop time in game in Major League Baseball is 2.01. Um, now, if you're in a controlled environment and you're just working on pop times, a lot of guys are going to go sub one, nine, one, eight, something, I um, you know, controlled environment. Yeah. Um, you know, at a showcase I can, I can find, you know, upper level high school, you know, prospects that are going to be able to do that. Um, but to do it in game one, seven, eight, that's.
1: Ball that was like at his back knee. It wasn't even like the perfect pitch
0: to throw on it. That was incredible. So his transition is great. Glove to glove to hand. And he has a cannon. And the other element of it, when we talk about pop times that, that I always like to point out, if, if you're the middle infielder and you catch the ball up here, well, that's great. Now I got to bring the ball all the way down here. And that's another couple of tenths of a second. So yeah, glove to glove, it may have been a, a 185, wonderful. Great arm strength, great transition, but you, the, the ball wasn't where it needed to be. Right. More often than not, That 128-foot throw from Elias Diaz is knee-high on the second-base side of the bag, right where it needs to be. And that throw to, to get Albies was perfect. That truly was a perfect throw. Yeah
1: absolutely incredible stuff hey speaking of perfect you know your breck brews are perfect you know your membership to dnvr is perfect those two things go together actually you can get a bigger beer down at the dnvr bar when you're a member of the family subscribe today at the dnvr.com you get access to all the written content you get discounts on hats and shirts you get access to our discord channel it's just a private chat room where we're constantly talking baseball talking about all the other sports, movies, TV, whatever's going on out there in the world, talking with each other. We're a great, big, happy family in the DNVR chat room, Discord channel. So come hang out with us, do subscribe today at the DNVR.com. We'll hook you up with all kinds of great stuff, including our sponsors like the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know them, you love them. You got to check out our DNVR Bets program, especially now that football season is back. They'll get you hooked up with all kinds of fantastic recommendations on overs and unders and, you know, the lingo. I'm big into the the home run bet in, uh, in baseball, just taking a guy each night to hit a home run that always pays out big if it hits. And if it doesn't, you've laid down five bucks to make four at bats a game way more exciting. Uh, it's it's really, it's, it's an easy win even if you don't win. But I do oftentimes end up hitting and, and that's a lot of fun too. So, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any football game. You don't need them to do anything. Just put a dollar down on any football game. Use promo code DNVR, and you will get $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of betting odds, uh, Goody, there was one other thing from that game last night that uh, – as most people would probably guess this being a, a, I guess you could call it a pet peeve issue of mine, or I'll I'll call it a particular area of interest, but the Colorado Rockies won or scored the, the game winning run in the ball game last night because two guys were able to put the ball in play. And I was thinking about it more and more because somebody threw again for, for members in our discord channel, uh, somebody had put in there that this is maybe four or five days ago that Joey Gallo had just recorded the second sacrifice fly of his career. Are you kidding me? We all did. We, we, Patrick and I went and double, that's one of those things you go to the fan page and double check. And we went, no, that can't possibly be true. And it is. <laughs>
0: and i'm not trying i don't i I don't want this to come across wrong and i'm not trying to beat up joey Gallo, but i've never i've never seen what people are enamored with yeah he can he'll hit some home runs but the strikeout rate is ridiculous and yeah he'll walk some and so they say well the on-base percentage isn't bad and he hits home runs Uh, there's too many empty at bats two sacrifice flies for a guy who bats in the middle of the order and tries to lift anything, everything, anyhow. That I cannot believe that. If so, if you told me that just in private, I said, Drew, you must have missed. You must have, you know, right. seen the stat wrong. You Don't know, go on
1: air and say that. Yeah, that <laughs>
0: uh, that can't be right, Drew. Double check that one.
1: Like, uh, wait, are we, you kidding me? Absolutely, absolutely wild, right? And so the the ball game last night. You know it gets to extras, so you've got an auto guy on on second base, right? Nunez rolls one to the right side, moves the guy over. The second they announced Rymal Tapia, I knew the Rockies were going to score a run. This is my my other stat that I was double checking. On the flip side of it, that was Rymal Tapia's fifteenth at bat this season with a runner at third, and less than two outs.
0: I saw your I saw your tweet, man.
1: And it was his 15th RBI. Yeah,
0: it's great. Um, The thing he does... the the ball in play. Yeah, the thing he does really well is get the ball in play. Uh, He he hits the ball on the ground more than anybody else in baseball. So my... I don't want to say criticism because he is who he is. And I love the passion he plays with. I love the energy he plays with. I love the fact... Drew, let's add something else. That game... When he got that base hit, the game's four hours old. He's been sitting in a, in a damp dugout for, right. you know, four-plus hours, not playing, and then he gets tapped on the shoulder. Hey, there's the, you know, go-ahead run. You got to go drive him in. And that's not easy. So I, I really admire Rymel. Uh, for me, he has to be a, a center fielder for his value to be, you know, it, it depends what team you're on. But for the Rockies, he needs to be a center fielder because you can't have a corner outfielder, really a left fielder, let's be honest, Yeah, not hit the ball over the wall, not be a slug guy. Got to be a home run doubles guy. Yeah, And so that's where I love Rommel. I, again, I love so many things about him. But he, he has to play the – in the middle, and you don't know if it could work over the long term defensively for him to be, um, you know, a huge asset for the Rockies,
1: or even if he's, you know, like we talked about, and I, I agree, we, we've talked about this before. I've got my eyes already on a couple of outfielders in the, in the free agency. Who you got, tell man, who you Marte. got? Tell me, you got one Starling Marte and Mark Canna.
0: Now, Marte mm-hmm. might
1: have played my, Marte might have priced himself out he's playing almost too good and i think he's going to get a big contract now but he's older so we'll see
0: yeah i mean he's a little older he's had a fa- fabulous year obviously mark is a free agent i believe
1: that's correct now there might be like a an option situation there that mm. i need to double check I like, mark Canna. I, I like i like the idea of mark Canna a lot you um, like Kyle Warber. I don't hate it, but again, I, I think you got to be careful. No, I, I got to double check the defense situation with him in the outfield. Is it better because he's can, not a
0: great? He's not a great defender,
1: and I worry about that here. You know more than anywhere else. It's it's the payoff. You know, some guys you can do it with, but that's a big, that's a big outfield to be bad in. Uh, and, and it costs your pitchers, and I think that's that's the hardest thing. It's not even right. necessary, it's it's what it does to your pitching staff over the course of a long yeah.
0: season. Listen, you may be right, but you know, there's that old adage drive in more than you let in. This you
1: drive, he knows how to drive him in. I'll tell you that much. Great. He
0: knows how to drive him in. He's a great yeah. teammate. Um, you know, can catch up. affordable. Or... There's a lot of guys that fall into that affordable category, yeah. And and, and listen, um, the guy you you mentioned initially, Starling Marte, who's played in the division, because he's – I think he's 31, right, 31, 32? He was, he was
1: even older than I thought, and that's why I, I paid him a little more attention because I thought, well, maybe the Rockies can nab this guy if uh, – yeah, so he's 32 now, so he'll be going into his age 33 season. So I offer him a multi-year deal, but he's not going to get top dollar like some of these other guys. What's he making
0: this year, Drew? Let
1: me bring up the contract
0: because, yeah. Because it could be. I mean, is it three times 15 and you're in the ballpark? Because I I think think they need to bring in – I keep saying this. I said this to you on on your show with with Patrick. um, I think I've said it on my show that you need to bring in the Michael Kedire, Justin Morneau equivalent in 2022. Right, yeah, I'm not saying position right. by position, but but that kind of guy, the 30-something guy that's not going to break the bank, but still can be really productive, as Kadire was with the Rockies, won a batting title, more no, won a batting title, um, and is is great in the clubhouse, you know, solid defensively, and you know, is it three times 15 for guys like that? You know, is it two times you know 15, two times? 12? so that's why I look at at the guy, you mentioned Marte. I look at Chris Taylor of the Dodgers. I look at Kyle Schwarber. There's there's some names out there that I think make you better without feeling like you know you have to mortgage uh you know yeah. the, the future in terms of any other moves you're gonna make.
1: Yeah. Marte making twelve five this year. So if you gave him, you know, two or three, like you said, fifteen, that's more money per year he's ever made. In, in his life, and then it's, he's doing it in his 30s at that point, and and you're you're hoping that he he ages well and it doesn't it doesn't break the bank. It, it's not something you're tied to. And Mark Canna is an unrestricted free agent in 22. What's, what's his uh, in 20? Like after this going year, into no. So yeah, this is the last year of his deal. He's making six nine.
0: What's he do? What's he? Give me his numbers this year because no one no, and, and no one ever pays attention to Oakland unless they're in your ballpark and you go, who are these guys other than? you know, Chapman people know, Yeah. you know, people, other than that, you know, people are like, wait, who are these guys? What's Canada, what's Canada done this year?
1: So uh, batting average isn't great at 239, but on basing super well at 363. You love that. Yep. The slugging at 414 with 17 homers. So the OPS plus as them at 119 as a, as a park adjusted hitter above the average. Strikeouts a little high, one hundred thirteen strikeouts. He can not. run a
0: little bit. He could play center. I know that's
1: the other thing too is that he's a he's a valuable defender, and that's why I eye these guys like Canna and Marte because neither one of them are, are superstars at any one level of the game, but they don't cost you defensively. They can run. They can they can field. They can hit, and I think you can afford them
0: in, in this market. So
1: th- those are the ki- kind of guys that I like. For sure,
0: and he comes from a winning background.
1: Yeah, like that, like that a lot too. Can Kenna, and Can is somebody that they uh, actually the Rockies had in their whole organization once upon a time. For everyone, he, he didn't he get Rule fived out of their system, or he was a
0: and something like that. I want to say, is, is yeah. he a, isn't he a Cal guy? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I just may be a Berkeley guy. and You wonder, you, you know, he's University kind of, of California. Yeah, yeah, he's kind oh, of oh, a, an affordable guy, so he maybe he stays. Uh, you know, in Oakland. Um, but. Sure,
1: but yeah, those it, it's it's the fascinating type because these these other types have uh back to the other conversation. is with Joey Gallo, like he's leading the league in strikeouts, but at least he's also leading the league in walks. Javier Baez not so much. Javier Baez is leading the National League in strikeouts with one sixty seven, uh, but he's only walked twenty four times.
0: <laughs> i right. uh, you know, Javi Baez, for me, goes in under the uh, all overrated category. Yeah. A great athlete, can make wonderful plays, can hit balls over the center field wall that are no doubters. Um, and then, you know, you watch a week uh, where he, you know, strikes out 20 times in the week and, you know, make, you know, botches a routine play uh, in the infield. So, right. you know, exciting player, but the name is bigger than the output. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one to, to,
1: to see, you know, what are these guys going to get in this big offseason coming up? And everyone thought, oh, my gosh, all these shortstops, they're all going to break the bank. And Francisco Lindor went first.
0: <laughs> and, he, and, he, and you want to know what? All the other shortstops are pissed at him, I bet, because he's, yeah, I think he's made a lot of front offices push the pause button. Yeah. And say, you know what? Some of these deals are crazy.
1: Yeah. And none of these guys are having absolutely
0: you know, phenomenal years, as we know. Lindor's had to get hot to hit 230. I mean, I don't even know if he's at 230s. He's playing yeah. maybe in high 220s. He hit yeah. three homers in the game the other day. I get it. But again, another team that won the offseason that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to be
1: going somewhere, especially in work, if you're looking for a job, you got to check out our friends at Ball. You know Ball, Ball Corporation. They've got the naming rights over where the abs and nuggets play. They're doing fantastic work, taking care of the environment while producing their aluminum their jars, their glass, everything they got there. And they're looking for uh, people to work out at their aluminum plant here in Golden. So if you want to be a part of something that's you know, great uh, in terms of an environmental ratings, sustainable materials, being a a steward of the community or and (laughs) if you're caring about how they treat everyone around them well the human rights campaign has given them a corporate equality index score of 100 percent it doesn't get any better than that which essentially means that everyone who works there gets treated fairly fair hiring practices if you work your ass off and deserve a promotion you'll get that promotion and it won't go to somebody else's because they're they're friends with the boss or because of how they look or or what they believe or any of those kinds of things they are absolutely baller at all of that stuff so check them out text golden to 77222 you'll get links to open positions you can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to 77222 too. And also don't forget to put in your order of Hassel Cattle Company Wagyu beef. I got mine on the way. Very excited about it this time. Got a couple extra steaks. Usually I just load up on ground beef and ground chuck. Uh, Got some burgers, got some bacon on the way. They have every kind of beef you can think of. And it really is you shouldn't buy beef at the grocery store. It's not cheaper. It's not better. It's pumped full of hormones and antibiotics. It's really bad for the animal. It's bad for the environment. And then it gets into your body and it's bad for you. You don't want any of that stuff. You can avoid all of that and spend less money and get better tasting beef. There's literally no downside to ordering from hassle cattle companies. H A S S E L L cattle company.com. Don't forget to use the promo code DNVR10. You'll save 10% off every single time you order and if you order over 200 bucks they'll hook you up with free shipping Uh, i'm I'm not joking when i say since these guys become a sponsor at dnvr i've stopped buying beef at the grocery store Uh, i absolutely love them got 100 positive feedback on, on on the stuff sometimes people share it with me they'll cook stuff and hit me with pictures on twitter i love it so check them out really good stuff Will th- throws in that Gallo is also hitting a brisk 199 this year, but it's got that OPS plus. You know, you hit enough home runs and those those advanced metrics like you. But two sacrifice flies in his career.
0: Yeah, that's that's too many empty at bats for me for to watch.
1: I can't. I can't have
0: it. I can't have it. Hey, let's talk a a,
1: a little bit uh, about some of the fun stuff that's been going on with the Rocks before we get out of here with you. I wanted to get your thoughts on – obviously, you've been sharing them on the broadcast, getting to see it. But Colton Welker, the first several days in the Major League career, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, What are you seeing?
0: Well, I I think he's taken, for the most part, pretty good at bats. He doesn't seem to be overmatched. That's one of the first things uh, you look at. Is the game too fast for him? Is it too big for him? Uh, is he being dominated at the plate? Not at all. I mean, he listen. He had that ball game where he he drove in Trevor with two outs after Story had a leadoff double, and the two guys in front of him couldn't get it done. That was a big hit. And then later in the game, uh, in the ninth, with nothing going on, two outs, he throws out a, a hit to left that set the stage for Ryan McMahon putting the Rockies in front of Philadelphia, uh, the home run against Ian Kennedy. Uh, so there's been a lot to like so far uh he made a really nice play at first base when Trevor's throw took him off the bag and you know he's not as familiar with first base and he kind of made a you know the pirouette tag uh coming off uh down the line to make that play so i i've been i've been you know encouraged by what i've seen so far small sample size but yeah
1: yeah same it's it's been a lot of fun to watch and he's definitely the guy i'm kind of honing in on the most right here in this last little bit uh, though I will say, you, you know, when I, when I first heard the name Ryan Feltner, uh, I'll admit, I, I was kind of going, wait, okay, I know I've heard that name before, but not who I was thinking would necessarily get the call, and now I'm going to the Fangraphs page, you know, I'm checking the numbers, which are pretty damn good, uh, you know, and then he comes out, and, and he gets shelled, and it happens, uh, it it happens to wise aged veterans it happens, but still it's tough when it's your your first outing second outing though and again the the box score not that great, but that was a big improvement i thought
0: I agree with you drew I think it was a, it was a really nice step uh, you know he'll always be able to tell hopefully he has a great career right but he'll always be able to tell his you know his children and his grandchildren that whole line that the first pitch he threw in a major league game got hit for a home run by you know, pretty famous guy, Ozzie Albie's. Yeah. I thought he was much better, to your observation, the second time. He struck out six. You saw kind of a little swing and miss slider. Uh, the You know, the fastball is not a, it's not a high 90s fastball, but uh, he located better. Now, granted, he didn't go out and throw six or seven innings. It was, I think, less than four. But it was clearly, if you're watching every pitch as you and I do, it was much, much better. And And Buddy – uh, you know said so after and and it wasn't kind of faint praise trying to build up a young uh, you know a young pitcher you definitely saw progress which is great because just like Welker didn't seem overmatched at the plate after that rough first one you want to see Feltner go out and, and go you know what let me add him let me yeah. I, I you know I can compete and I think you saw some of that uh, also with Feltner.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of these stats that have kind of gone out of style in certain ways, like the quality start or the blown save, because I feel like they give you a certain amount of information, but they don't give you all the information, right? I've always felt the solution to that problem was we just need more categories of these things. I think you could categorize a lot of different starts. Like there's the quality start, which, you know, six innings, three runs, less, whatever. You can go the next. If you're going seven and two, that's, you know, the – the really good, whatever you got to come up with better names for it or whatever, right? You've, I heard
0: you guys talking about that the other day, right? Yeah, and so he he had it's a, a high good. quality start, and I don't, I I think when you, guys, when you were talking about it on your podcast the other day, I think you know Patrick jumped to you know eight innings, well eight innings now is so unusual that's like elite elite, but right. I, I'm with you, Drew. There should be something that is six plus two runs or less. Yeah, hey, six and two thirds, two runs. That's in um, you know, you think they are the same problem you do, but instead of a quality, a high quality start. I like that. And I like then, that. And elite quality is you know, eight innings plus of, of two runs or less. Yeah. Uh
1: and then I I think on the flip side, and again, I think about this with closers, because there's a difference between blowing the save when you're up a run and you give up one run, but no more, and you finish the inning and you walk off, and your team still has a chance to get to win the ball game. And the totally blown save is when you're up by three and you leave the inning down by two, right? Those are, those are very different things, even though they both go as a, a blown save.
0: Yeah. Well, I have a problem with you. You can't get a save in the seventh inning, but you can get a blown save. So that doesn't make it.
1: That that Um, one's always weird. But Um,
0: to your your point though, in the ninth, if you have a lead and you don't protect it, I have no issue with the blown save. Um, If you're in the ninth and you give up, you know, half a dozen runs, um, that's just called um, a cp uh crap performance
1: you don't crap hole on more that
0: diplomatic one. the yeah. fp a forgettable performance right we all have i have uh, many of those so uh, so back to uh, the felt
1: and that's why Ryan Feltner went from a from a cp in his first game to a kept a minute he he got a kept a minute didn't lose the ball game all by himself. And great pitch. I, I said this on the you heard You heard the conversation. But I remember Marquez two or three times this year would have a, a CP come out, and he's given up seven earned runs in the first two innings. And buddies had to go, man, really? I got to come get the ball for my all-star now? But it happens. It's baseball. So to have a keep a minute right at, in your second start right after a CP – I love it. We, we're creating entirely new terminology here. This is fantastic. That's
0: okay. Every year there's new terminology in baseball and there's new, uh, there's new stats and, and right. new analytics. So we can do that as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. All right. Uh, coming up here. Well, now, <laughs> no, what is coming up here? All right. Off to, off the Washington. It is uh, and and in general here, For this stretch, what are you looking forward to keeping your eye on as the Colorado Rockies continue down the the final stretch of of baseball here?
0: Well, Drew, I'll I'll steal uh, a line from what I said uh, on my podcast this week with Garrett Hampson. I I did a lot on football, uh, you know, a little bit on the Bronco game, uh, on on the Buffs and and a a tiny little bit on Colorado State. But, you know, I like Carl Durrell after the game. Progress is winning. And, you know, a lot of people were patting the buffs on the back because they played uh, the number five team in the country, you know, tight. They lose by a field goal to Texas A&M. And Carl Durrell didn't want any of that. Nobody looks back on a season and, you know, and says, hey, remember that 14 team that that went four and eight? But, man, they they (laughs) lost by uh, less than a touchdown to four teams, including two ranked teams. Who cares right? <laughs> you, remember the, you remember the the Buffs when they won a national championship you remember teams that went they go 10 and two and go to a nice bowl game those not the, the the teams that were pretty close but ended up losing in the end so stealing that thought you want more of what you've been witnessing with the Rockies they're winning more than they're losing. They're having a very good road trip. continue to do that because this you know, this is the quote-unquote easier portion of the road trip. Now we remember the last lengthy road trip: Chicago against the Cubs, lose two of three; Arizona lose two of three; take two of three against the toughest team by yeah. far, the Dodgers. <laughs> so if you're going to Washington, it'll be fun to see Juan Soto. Naturally, yes, but but hopefully they can you know win win two out of three there uh, at minimum, and then come home. And that's going to be a fascinating homestand, Drew. I know we'll get into that you know, next week, but that's going to be fascinating with the Dodgers and Giants both coming. And, and they're, as of play going into tonight, a game and a half separate the Dodgers from the Giants, and they, they may be the two best teams in baseball. So uh, it, it's going to be a fun final two and a half weeks for the Rockies and, and win more than you lose. Keep doing what you've been doing and keep competing yeah. and, and winning games against some of the better teams in the league. That was
1: that was my other stat. I don't know if you saw that one the other day and I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it I think it was some I think it was 9 and 25 the Rockies are against the Dodgers and Giants. And against well, everybody else.
0: Improve. Listen, you can improve on that against everybody
1: else, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if they go 3-3, yeah. if they go 3 and 3 at home against the Dodgers and Giants right now, you'd say, "Hey, that's not bad." Yeah. Cuz they, they're not giving any games away. I mean, every game when the, for the Dodgers and Giants at Coors Field is going to be a playoff game for the respective teams. Man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be
1: so much fun. I yeah. love watching those games. Uh, so, And we know these Rockies aren't backing down from any, anything. they got a lot of guys out there with a lot to prove. So I'm, I'm excited for this. This is going to be some good baseball.
0: Yeah, it's going to be some great baseball. I'm looking
1: forward to it as well. We'll be watching, of course, along with your broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. Now, now that this podcast is over, everyone should go and listen to the Drew Goodman podcast. It's right on whatever app you're listening to. Wherever you're listening to it, just go to that little search thing, type in the Drew Goodman podcast. It pops right up. Download every episode of the stuff. Garrett Hampson's fantastic, by the way. We plugged some of the conversation. You should go and listen to it. But he's one of those guys that I'm really glad is playing well from a media standpoint because he is one of those guys who can really just have a conversation and, and he's not, you know, we know some athletes aren't always the most comfortable talking even when, if you can get them to be great. But with Garrett, you really don't have to work that hard. He's a really smart, really uh, present, really
0: cerebral, uh, funny, just good guy. He's a good dude. I mean, yeah. you know, sum it up. He's a good dude. And There's a lot of, as you know, Drew, cause you're there, uh, there's a lot of there's really a lot of good guys um, in that clubhouse and uh, so to be able to to bring guys uh, and, and give fans a, a little more opportunity to really get to know folks like a Garrett Hampson um, uh, I, I think that it makes it easier to root for for your team when you go to the ballpark or you're watching at home in the evening
1: yeah yeah absolutely Love that stuff. So again, don't forget to download the Drew Goodman podcast. Don't forget to follow everyone on social media at Drew Creisman, at Drew Goodman 42, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies, all that stuff. Subscribe to the DNVR.com uh, for all the written content, all the stuff that I said earlier. You were listening. I trust you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just continue to be absolutely awesome baseball fans out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Drew Creesman and Drew Goodman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.